<laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and hit record. Okay. So now basically you're going to say something like, hey, this is Rob Scott from robscott.com. And you are listening to Jeff Smith on Vroom Vroom Veer. Listen up. Something like that. This is Rob Scott from robscott.com. And you're listening to Jeff Smith on Vroom Vroom Veer. <clears throat> well done. You didn't screw up or nothing. Can we go back and screw up? You want me to screw up? <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to get a little outtake in there. You see how that worked? Yeah, perfect. This, just... is Bobby, this is Bobby Scatini coming at you live from Vroom Vroom something or other. There it is. Bobby Scatini. <laughs> it's a very Philly name. All right. I'm going to hit stop and I'll be right back. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Anita Dake, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going? Yeah, it's going great. Thanks so much for having me. So uh, you are hanging out to, uh, and talking to me on your phone and where are you calling from? Are you in New York City or where are you? Uh, no, I'm in Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. This is, where, this is where I've lived for the last almost two years. Really? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Somehow I got the impression that you were living, sitting in a in a little apartment in New York City. Where, did you ever live in New York City? No. I mean, I visit there a million times, but never uh, lived there. It's on my, my bucket list to live in New York someday, but that hasn't happened yet. Okay, then. Denver, Colorado. All right. So now I have to change yeah. my whole internal TV show about what's going on with Anita. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful out here. It's 70, sunny. It's, it's great. It's, Denver's lovely. Yeah, Denver's great. I mean, and you have to, you have to get uh, used to the altitude. When I, whenever I been, visit Colorado, it's, it's a bit of a challenge for me to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like walk, but then as soon breathe. as you do acclimate, you're amazing. You're like, oh my God, I'm right. Superman. You know? Right, right. <laughs> then when you go back to sea level, you're Superman. I know. I, did exactly. you ever go up to, uh, they used to have a train that went all the way up to Pikes Peak? Oh, no, I have not done that. It's gone now. I think you so can drive up You there can drive too. up yeah. there now. Right. I took the train. And I got to the top, and I think it's like 14,000 feet or 12,000 feet, whatever. Yeah. It's crazy high, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> people actually hike these. They're called the 14 years here, 14,000 feet mountains. It's like a thing that people are obsessed with here. Yeah, you know, I think um, it might be a healthier thing to hike it because then you're getting yeah. the, uh, the altitude in smaller doses. Um, right, your exactly. body, yeah, your body can adjust a little bit. I did not do well on that train. I got to the top and then <laughs> at the very top, there was like this ski chalet thing where you go and hang out and wait for the train to go back down. And it was okay. like snowing like crazy and like piles of snow oh. that we had to walk through. I went and sat down and literally, I thought I was going to pass out for the whole 15, 20 minutes that I was there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
fun. (laughs) (laughs) But the views were amazing. So aside from the fact that I thought I was going to pass out, it was amazing. Okay. I I digress as usual. (laughs) (laughs) So you're here because, uh, you went through this whole thing where you decided, well, first off, I want to get into the fact that you sort of like slipped into going to law school in a fun way. So (laughs) we'll talk about that. And then you went ahead and finished law school, passed the bar, got a job as a lawyer and went, wow, I'm making a shit ton of money. (laughs) And instead of buying, yes, instead of buying a bunch of stuff you don't need with money, you don't have, you de- you took a different path that I want to get into. Um, we call that you know financial independence. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, but you yes. definitely financial did the, independence, early retirement, right? Right, the fire thing, right? Um, so let's talk about that. So first off, tell the story about how you sort of like figured out that you might be good at law school because that sounded fun from your blog. <laughs> I might be good at law school. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm good at law school. I'm just a really fast reader and I'm good at standardized tests. So oh, okay. I do really well on the LSATs and, you know, I just, I, I was working on insurance. I hated my job and I knew I wanted to do something else with my life. So, and get an advanced degree was on my life bucket list. So I started looking around at like what kind of schools to go to and, I took the LSATs and they did really well. And all these schools kept sending me applications saying, "Hey, if you apply, we'll waive your fee." Not, not the tuition, obviously, but you know the application fee. Okay. So it was free to apply. And then I got into the University of Chicago, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm going to law school because it's a pretty good school, and it seems kind of rude to say no." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> you you kind of like approach life like I do. You know, a little bit. Like, yeah. Oh, I guess I'm good at that. Maybe I should try it. Sort of, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I was good at law school, to be honest. I was, you know, very middle of the pack in terms of grades and stuff. I never went out for a law review or anything like that. But I went to a good at law school, but it didn't really matter. So I got a pretty good job after afterwards and worked there for five years and saved a bunch of money and lived very simply. And then I retired. So it's basically my spray. And, and let, let me get, before you retired, did you successfully pay off all of your student debt? I did. When I graduated law school, I had over a hundred grand in student loan debt. Right. And then That's nuts. Right. After working for a year, I paid it all off. Wow. Very I think right, so I, right after law school, it was 2009 and that's when the market kind of collapsed, the greens collapsed. And right. It was not work, so my law firm was like, if you want to take a year off, we'll give you a third of your salary, which is still more money than I'd ever made in my life, and you can go do whatever you want for a year, and we'll pay your minimum student loans for a year. So they paid me $77,000 to go do nothing for a year, basically, and I just used that time and money to travel the world, and I paid down some of my student loans. So by the time that I started working, it was down to like 90 90 grand maybe, I don't know the exact number. So yeah. I paid off 90 grand one year. That's amazing. Just, I made a lot of money too. So it you, worked out. I mean, it that's, I've never heard of that idea that, power, that so like, <laughs> they, would, they would pay you to not work. Basically, yeah, they just... Yeah, it was in, kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> My life I, mean, is, it, I live a very charmed life. <laughs> it happened to me um, a little... So back in uh, my my kind of like quit moment was um, 
the end of 2010 and, and okay. then in 2011, basically. So I had one of those six figure jobs that I quit much to the chagrin of my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And everybody in my life to this day, when they think about like what I did, they think I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> that's, that's all that Wait, they the think trick of. Is, you've got to be talking about how miserable you are at your job the entire time and like talk about your plan to retire for five years. And then by the time you decide to do it, you know, everyone's like happy for you because yes. you're no longer miserable and you finally right. implemented your plan. Well, but now I, I should amend that statement. So there was a whole crew of people that was from this personal development blog community and they were beating the okay. quit your job, job drum, right? And, and I, you know, I get it because I kept saying I wanted to quit my job. So, um, yeah. So, of course, they're going to echo that back to you, right? Yeah, so, when you tell people you want to quit your job, they'll encourage you to quit your job. Correct. <laughs> correct. Now, they, they don't actually, you know, say what's going to happen after that. They're just encouraging you to follow your dream. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't really, yeah, I just it. didn't have a plan at all. But for the first three years, I did, I got free money from the government by doing the GI Bill. So when you're in the okay. military, yeah, you get this, um, they had this post 9-11 GI Bill thing that would pay you a monthly housing allowance that was significant, right? Um, for going to school for three years. So I did that for the first wow. three years. Yeah, I know. So um, <clears throat> it was a blast. I finished a bachelor's degree in psychology. And, uh, okay. and then I also went and uh, went to massage school for about a year. Oh, and nice. Half. You're a jack of all trades. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, uh, you know, so that was amazing, a fun. Um, and then... Um, I was supposed to go back. I think and that could get be a, a million dollar idea if you combine the two. If you become a therapist who does massages. Well, <laughs> here I found out. You're probably right. There are people out there that that combine those two things. Um, what I found out about psych psychology was well, a couple of things. You need to have at least a master's degree to get a job with a psychology degree. Uh, okay. And also, while I was in the degree, the thing, the most important lesson I took away from that was I didn't want to be a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. And there's a whole lot of reasons to go with that, but it was a really good degree to get anyway, just for life experience. Yeah. Um, and then two, I actually did massage for a while, um, but I didn't really like it as a job. Um, and what you said is the truth, is if you want to make it like a thing that is fun for you and make you enough money to live off of, you basically have to have your own business, spa, something, right? Yeah. And, and I didn't want to do that either. <laughs> I didn't really love it enough to want to do that. So, but I did. It's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. I did learn all this amazing stuff about trigger point therapy, which you're in your 30s still, right? Yeah. So you don't really know what, a 40 or 50 year old body feels like, but they hurt. No, not yet. <laughs> I'm getting there though. So I, I need to see the future. Right. So I learned like when you have pain in your body, like muscle pain, you can use trigger point therapy to fix it rather efficiently. So that was amazing. Okay. I, I mostly just use it for me. <laughs> I just went through this really big bout of hip uh, quad slash like uh, 
hamstring pain. And I had to okay. go reteach myself about how to make all that go away. And it took about two weeks. And now it's oh, mostly nice. gone. Yeah, now it's mostly gone. But I had to dig out all of my books and I had to go find find my web page. <laughs> oh, it's this muscle. It's that muscle. It's this muscle too. And I might need new shoes. It's this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I digress yet again, as we do. Okay, so. Good word. Yes, it was fun. So, uh, and that was, uh, that conversation sort of like made me think about your whole blog post about the muscle mind connection thing. Oh yeah. I'm obsessed with working out. I started out two and a half years ago now and yeah. I've been doing it every day and like, I feel like I have a new friend of my body and that I can like talk to my muscles and they talk back and it's pretty amazing to be yeah. able to like move them and, you know, be friends with them. It sounds very hippy dippy when I'm saying it. <laughs> hippy dippy is very much welcome here. It's, it's okay. Hippy dippy is good. <laughs> but when you when you when you had your blog post and you had that sort of like childhood glee moment when you were running in the mountains and just like yeah, <laughs> yeah you know and you, yeah I had one of those when I was uh, I was working that job that I was telling you about in Los Angeles. Yeah. And for a spell there, I was able to ride my bike to work. Oh, lovely. That's amazing. Yes. And this was even before I knew who Pete was and Mr. Money Mustache. I didn't even know that was a thing. I just did it because yeah. it sounded like fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I used to bike to work when I lived in Chicago and it was like the best part of my day. It so is amazing. Get it. Yeah. And it just, the, the, there's, there's downsides. Like I would love to do it today, but it takes a long time. And then, yep. so you have to have a lot After of time. You live, right. work. Yes. In your office or whatever. I know. I, I, I wish I could find a, a, jo a job closer to home, but I think I'll retire first. So anyway, yeah. but <laughs> okay. as I was doing that bike ride, right, there was this unexpected childlike glee moment where I was taking this new route to work and suddenly there was a hill. <laughs> and it was I didn't have to pay for the hill because it was just a downward slope and I was like oh, wee. <laughs> so uh, uh, that was when like I biking like in the city like you just feel like such a badass when you do it because there's a real possibility of death <laughs> correct yes especially in LA where people will tell you to get the F out oh of the God, road you're biking yes. in LA that's impressive it was scary actually because the, the drivers will just, with in no uncertain terms, you know, tell you where to be and when. Like, get the F out of the road. <laughs> <laughs> now. Anyway. Uh, LA drivers are their own beast. Yes. Yes. But it was fun. So, anyway, I thought we could share that moment. So, let's, I know <laughs> that you've been into meditation for a while. And you're yeah, still doing your, your 27 minutes or 24 minutes or 24 minutes a day, yeah. 24 minutes for about a year and a half. Um, and it's the best. I wish I had discovered this earlier in life, but just feel like it's so calming. And every self-help book I've ever read recommends meditation, so there's got to be some reason for that. Right, like, yes. I what they're talking about. Right. <laughs> but I totally get it. You, you sound like you meditate as well. I do. Um, so probably preaching to the converted here. Right, but. right. No, you please preach because most people listening may or may not, you know, there's there's still that whole people of it's not for me. I tried it and I couldn't perfectly calm my mind, so I quit. Yeah. Right. Well I say in the moment when I'm meditating, it's not super fun, I wouldn't call it, but 
it gives you a chance to like kind of be in the moment and just kind of live in the moment and if you right. do that enough and it kind of spills over to the rest of your your day and your life and I mean, it took a while to be to fully embrace it but you know now that i've been doing it regularly like i can't imagine stopping but i probably will do this for the rest of my life usually. sure sure no that's great i mean i don't have an official uh practice now my practice now has come down to do you ever like wake up at like two o'clock in the morning um really i used to but now that i'm retired it's like i just uh, go to bed when i'm tired and wake up when i'm not yeah see, so, so i have yeah. like uh, incredibly incredible ability to just sleep whenever and wherever so so i I'm still have a job so i did retire yeah. and i went back and got a job so now that i have this job i occasionally <laughs> wake up pretty frequently i would say somewhere between two and three o'clock in the morning Okay. So that's when I do my, I'm going to put it in air quotes, meditate. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's definitely the way to do it. Absolutely. I think I'm, honestly because I've been meditating is the reason that I'm able to fall asleep so quickly is because when I'm laying in bed, I'm just able to like calm my mind and, you know, synchronize my breathing and then all of a sudden, yeah. I, you know, I'm asleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the, why I put the meditate in air quotes is because I'm now using meditation to get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times when you're trying to meditate, you accidentally fall asleep. Yeah. So why not, like why that, not yeah. use it as a sleep aid? That's my, my thinking, you know? So Brilliant. agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, I, all I do is just do that. Um, have you ever gotten into this? Just, it's, it's more like a breathing exercise, less meditating where you just, no, start, I yeah, you just, instead of making your intention to meditate, you just say, I'm going to deep breathe for a while. Right. And, okay. and that's it. You know, it's like you just make a, make up a couple of rules. Like I'm going to, you know, inhale for five seconds and exhale for five seconds, you know, and see what okay. happens with that. Yeah. Something super simple, but it, the counting sort of distracts that chatterbox in your brain that's trying to solve problems yeah and trying to sleep right and then you know so and the breathing is you know deep breathing can make you high in and of itself even if you don't have weed attached to it have you read uh, <laughs> how to change your mind by uh i can't remember the name of the author oh michael right Pollock, michael Pollock. yeah now that, that's another thing that i uh how to change your mind slash depression is another list yeah, I highly recommend it. I want to read it. Um, yeah, because we um, both we both psychedelics. And, yeah, yeah, but it's also as a cure for depression. So I know you yeah, had absolutely. a diagnosed clinical depression that you still yeah. struggle with, but you have more or less you've got a management technique, right? So, but yeah, you didn't I've got always. a lot of coping strategies, and I've got to say that you know retiring has definitely helped that out tremendously as well. Right. Um, working out has helped, meditating has helped, and just like living a life that I feel like I'm supposed to be living has helped a lot. Sure. And not just going through the motions and, you know, going after the big paying job because that's what you're supposed to do and right. all that other stuff. So I've definitely noticed, like, I read through my old diaries and stuff. It's like a nine day difference between my mood between before and when I was retired. And now that I am retired, it's, I'm so much happier. It's not even funny. It saved your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a real way, really. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. It saves the life that I'm supposed to live. Amen. 
the um uh, the thing when I was depressed, I think it was work situational kind of thing. Yeah. Where what like what you're the pointlessness of doing everything the same. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like I've been going to work and just what am I doing with my life kind of thing. I think there's this point in early life, probably happens to most people when they get somewhere in their twenties, that the the rat race becomes glaringly absurd. Yeah. <laughs> to anybody with above a average intelligence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like, really? This is this is what everybody's <laughs> talking about? More shopping? <laughs> I was kinda hoping there was gonna be more. <laughs> but there's not, right? Uh unless you go find it. Um yeah. so yeah, I went through that, putting it. that spell of this is really stupid and I don't want to play anymore. And that <laughs> sinks you into that sort of like a depression to me was like this a fuck you loop <laughs> it, inside my head. Right. It was like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit, you know? And, and all I remember was every time I would be alone, specifically driving home from work, I would just cry. That was, oh no! that was, that was what depression looked like to me. I know it's sad, <laughs> obviously. Right. But, um, you know, thankfully I think paradoxically me attempting suicide a couple of times and failing got me to this, yeah. oh, fuck it kind of thing in a good way. It was the power of, oh, fuck it was like, damn, I survived that. Maybe the rest of this shit isn't so bad. Yeah, that makes I completely any kind of understand sense. that. It's <laughs> like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna kill myself. So right. I might as well learn, learn something new. Thing that I have to do is, yeah, right. yeah. It kind of turned down the volume of all the the noise of the work bullshit. How's that sound? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, but the how to change your mind book is amazing. Um, I haven't read it, but I, I, I heard the Tim Ferriss podcast of him talking okay. about the book and how about, and how the LSD and all the other psychedelics can help sort of like short. It's sort of like a shortcut. It does the same thing that a long protracted meditation practice can take three years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It can take three plus years to get you to that aha sort of like, I think the meditation thing is probably a safer path if you're doing it alone. But I yeah. mean, if, if you're in an emergency situation where you're about to hurt yourself or others, maybe a therapeutic psychedelic is probably. Yeah. For you. Yeah. 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 It would be nice. Yeah, I'm interested. I, would, I would love to try it. Yeah, me too. Actually, I think, ha, have you seen, um, I've seen people go and try the ayahuasca and I would not, yeah, and I, would not that. That. <laughs> I would not do that <laughs> because that is like, I think you, I'd try anything that comes out of the, the earth. It seems natural enough, but well, I understand to, your hesitation. No, to me. Okay. All right. I've seen, okay. You can do it with LSD. You can do it with shrooms. You can do it with ayahuasca. Right. And you always yeah. want to be in a therapeutic uh, setting, set and setting. Right. And you want to have a guide. Right, there, exactly. right? All of those things to make it medicinal and therapeutic and not a party. 
<laughs> all important. I don't think you even need to read the book. You've got the, yeah. the gist of it. Correct. Right. Um, you're not doing it for a party. You're doing it for an experience and a therapeutic experience. Um, but right. to me, the ayahuasca is I'm signing up to puke and shit for like a <laughs> while. <laughs> Everyone I, I've talked to who's done it has all just thrown up the entire time. And that doesn't seem like a lot of fun, but I'm still trying it. Uh, yeah, just because I like maybe, maybe if I went into it, I would probably mm. fast for a while. <laughs> but i don't think you get that sort of like same experience with mushrooms no i don't think so so i mean i don't like i don't know personally i've I've been i'm not not trying it either but therapists who have you who do the set and setting thing i just haven't felt like a connection and i felt like i needed to to meet with somebody but they just uh decriminalized mushrooms in denver so i think it has a lot of really interesting yeah so I, I, I was wondering, um, so in, in Denver there, weed is legal, right? Yes, it is. I so, took some edibles, actually. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're, you're a weed user. That's great, because I was, I was hoping you were going to be, because I'm not. I am, yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I would love to, because to me, I would love to have something that is weed equivalent of like three beers. Something that could either be, I want to chill out or I want to celebrate a week is over <laughs> and, <laughs> and not have three beers, right? But have like one really good hit of some really nice wheat. But I can't do that because I have a federal job. So <laughs> uh, as soon as you're retired, though, then you're, you're all about it. <laughs> is, there, is there such a, a weed hit that would, have you ever had three beers that were really good that made you feel nice? You know, I don't really drink, so for okay. me, the ideal of, of uh, smoking is so much more appealing than the idea of yeah. drinking, just because the next day I feel like shit when I drink. Yeah. When I smoke, I just get happy, so I don't I know. know. I know. Seems like a brainer to me. <laughs> I know. No, that's, that's, that, that's my point. You just ex- expressed all of my point, because like... Alcohol has all these, even though it's legal, right? So it's the legal option. Um, It's got all these downsides that, you know, first off, three beers that are really tasty has a lot of calories (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I don't need. Right. Um, Weed, no calories, Mm -hmm. right? Unless you include munchy calories, which could be. But anyway. Oh, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I experimented when I was a kid, so I know all about <laughs> Doritos and Ho-Hos. And... Okay, so before we get too far down the weed rabbit hole, let's move on. <laughs> so let's... I do talk about marijuana. It's all good. I love marijuana. <laughs> I, I, am, I am looking forward to not having a federal job just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to actually get into it. You know, all I'm going to say is that I want to like the it. option of having to be able Correct. to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Who knows? You know, I know I've heard a lot of people that say, Hey, I mean, so when I did weed, it was like 1980 something. So the weed now is like way more powerful and way more. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a different beast. It is a thoroughly different beast. And so, uh, whenever I do it, it'll be, I'm going to be taking the advice of, uh, Seth Rogen. 
He's like, okay. just take one small hit and then wait a half an hour and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually excellent advice. Yeah. Marijuana hits everybody differently. So I right. mean, you might need more, but you can always right. get more, but you can't like smoke less. You can't unsmoke it. it. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to wait. Okay. So let's talk, uh, <laughs> let's talk about your six pack abs. Okay. I think that's how I don't have a six pack abs right now. <laughs> you do or you don't? I do not. I do not. I know. So. I, I know. I've been reading and you, and you, you I think you, <laughs> you edited your, your life bucket list to say four. Four pack of abs, right? Because it was just, it was impossible to get like a little bit of, you know, fat right underneath my belly button to go away. Right, right, right. I right. don't know. I tried for, tried for years and I just, I gave up and I'm, pretty happy with my body still so it's all good <laughs> no i know and and i wanted to say that to you actually i started where you were in the four pack zone and then i read back and okay. i'm like oh see so you i i saw the little growth hump that you went over <laughs> of letting <laughs> go of the six and being happy with the four so good for you Not yeah me, i'm personally happy with my keg um so <laughs> <laughs> Well, you always have, you know, reserves with the keg, so that's something. That's right. That's right. I'm ready for the zombies if I have my keg. <laughs> I can still move pretty good with it. It's a pony keg. It's not a half barrel. <laughs> so what happened with you? You said you started with a four-pack, four and then how did you get to the keg? <laughs> just life in general? No, I just... Started happening? <laughs> I, 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 I've been struggling with weight forever. Um, so even when I was active duty air force, it was easier to lose weight because you've got the community of people that are way fitter than you <laughs> around you. Oh my gosh. Competition makes a huge difference. Oh, and having someone else there. Yeah. And then I was in charge of, I was the boss of all these people that were younger than me. Um, so, um, there was the younger guys in their twenties and I'm in my thirties and they were making, okay. pushing me to help them, you know, stay in their tip toppity tip top, right? Oh, so here, nice. here, oh my God, it was that was brutal. <laughs> but I also had to work with the the people that were struggling just to pass. So that was okay. fun because all of a sudden I'm feeling like, hey, look at me. I'm old and I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm in much better shape in my 30s than I was in my 20s. I was like skinny fat in my 20s. I was never so happy, but I'm in much, much better shape. But, you know, you couldn't pay me enough to go back to, to being in my 20s. But, you know, the I think you've learned the, mm -hmm. the hard way, like most people, is like you can be fit and fat at the same time. Yeah, Absolutely. So like losing weight and being fit are actually two separate things that they work together, but I think you have to really change the way you eat in order to lose it's weight. It's all diet, right? Yeah, it's all yeah. diet, right. Now, fitness is always its own thing. You have to be fit too, but it, you're not going to lose weight by fitness. It just doesn't work. Right. You just aren't enough hours in the day. Right. I, I spent most of my life being fit fat. I'm probably still fit fat. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm fit fat too, but I'm fitter than I was. So well, as I long as I'm making improvements, that's I'm happy. <laughs> when I read I read the four hour body and when he laid out what yeah. what what the fitness thing is, is it's just body fat percentage. 
that's what mm-hmm. those people that are fitness models, that's what they're doing to themselves. They're sort of like, I don't even know what you'd call it, but I don't think everybody stays there all the time, right? I think they take those pictures. Oh, no, I don't and think And then they possible, go and have a Especially deep, for women. Right, right. I would say, you know, take those pictures, do that photo shoot, and then go have a double cheeseburger and some brides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's not, it's not going to stay there forever. Unless you're doing it every day in the gym and that's sort of like your job lifestyle thing, then okay. Then yeah. I, it's probably a little bit easier for you because you can survive on protein shakes and chicken breasts and broccoli. You have to do <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, if you're doing photo shoots and classes every day, then okay, all right. You're missing out on those double cheeseburgers, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would rather... I'm a vegetarian, so I'm all about the French toast or the cheesecake or something. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Oh, that's another thing we can talk about is the salad for breakfast. And we're getting close to wrapping yeah. up. So, But I'm having a good time. So if we go a little over, that's okay with me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I had a salad for breakfast today. It's honestly the best thing ever. It's, I think I feel like I've used that phrase a lot, but I really like it. It's filling. It's, it's yeah. you, you're feeding so many greens and you get it early and often. It's, it's satiating too, and it can, it can take you to like yeah. lunch plus, yeah. And it just feels like a treat because it's a giant salad, and you have all these you know delicious ingredients in it, and so much better than you know eggs or cereal, in my opinion. Um, and you put I'm the hard-boiled egg in your salad too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great, and sunflower seeds, and I mean, it's a salad. You can put whatever you want in it. There's right. no wrong answer. And right, right. It's been a lot of fun finding like different ingredients to put in and make different salads. I would say that's perfect for a retired person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little sad, but that's the exciting part of my life is like figuring out the good salads. But <laughs> so I, I have like you it. ever heard of uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick? She's on uh, Joe no, podcast. Check her out. So put that on okay. a note, a note to self, check out Dr. Rhonda Patrick. What did you say her name was? Rhonda Patrick? Yeah, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. And she's on Rogan's podcast a lot, so you can find the snippets okay. on YouTube. Yeah. So like her and Rogan, they hang out together a lot. She's got her own step too. But <clears throat> she's got this really amazing recipe for a micronutrient smoothie that I am now addicted Ooh, okay. to. Yeah, I'm addicted to that. So it's like kale. Yeah, I make a lot of smoothies too. It's so kale, it it's great. spinach, it's uh, kale, spinach, chard, tomato, carrot, uh, avocado, um, apple, blueberries, and then I add a protein shake scoop. Um, oh man, and, that's and, a lot. And, <laughs> a, and a banana. Silly. Well, okay, so she drinks like that whole thing every day. Okay, that's meals. That to me, it makes, when I use my blender, it makes about two quarts, and that'll last me about four days. So a, okay. a fourth of that batch is my breakfast in the morning, and that lasts from six until about nine, right? Okay. And that's when I have Have you noticed a difference breakfast. in, in the self-described keg? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like from doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I've been doing, uh, have you ever heard of Noom? I've heard of it. I've seen the commercial for it. I don't actually know what it is, though. It's just an app. It's like an app? Yeah. It's an app, but it, it approaches, it's not really a diet per se. It's more using uh, cognitive behavioral therapy 
in a sneaky kind of oh, way. Oh, interesting. To teach you how to like be a little bit more honest about what you're doing with food. Okay. So I started doing Noom a while ago. And when I started, I was probably hanging around 2.30. And now I'm okay. hanging around like 2.10. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's not bad. 20 pounds seems like a lot. So, and all of that time, I was drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so the current keg has got beer in it, right? So now I'm, <laughs> now I'm in a beer break. So I usually lose 10 to 20 pounds on every beer break. So. Again, okay. How I, long is your beer break? As, as long as I can make it happen. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Until the next mandatory beer. How's that? I try to go thirty Got days it. at a time, but you know those beers have Pretty a cool. sneaky way of making them finding their way into my stomach. You know, <laughs> like uh, oh hey, we're gonna have beers after work. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I don't I don't drink very often. I've drank probably, you know, once every four months. Right. Every time I do, it's really fun. So I completely understand the appeal. It's just the next day I'm kind of miserable. No, yeah, you're right. Hangovers suck. That's that's why it's like, ugh, I wish I wish in, in my world we uh alcohol would be illegal and weed would be legal. <laughs> they would just yeah. switch places because we got stuck with the hangover version, uh, you know, that's not good. Yeah, and even if alcohol is illegal, like, you'll still be able to get it, you know, so right. it'll just be, it won't be easy to get, you know, so you'll still be able to partake, it just won't be, like, an everyday thing, or right. an every week thing, maybe. Right. No, you know, I don't, I don't think I'll ever mm -hmm. completely quit drinking, just because of the social thing. It's like, I have, yeah, I, I have some that, friends yeah. and family that drink what i want to do is not do it when i don't have to <laughs> <laughs> like like Never I, drink alone you just yeah you get into a habit of hey it's thursday that's a six-pack <laughs> <laughs> just because it's fun you know i would and, yeah and i cannot do it so my 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 uh uh stand-in choice for beer is kombucha which works really good oh yeah yeah and, See, I follow kombucha as like sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's absolutely terrible. And there's no way of knowing that until you've already bought it. That's true. You're right. You you all, all you never know when you're gonna sip something that tastes like feet. That's why it's right. <laughs> Whereas beer, there's no such thing really as bad beer, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Kombucha does the occasionally not it's not good. Right. But yeah. it's usually good. It's usually good. <laughs> Okay, so we are now officially wrapping up. I think um, we've got one more thing okay. to hit, um, and then uh, and we'll wrap it up. This has been a blast. So thank you. So, yeah, it's been great. It's been fun, um, and I want to get more into the uh, phi. Uh, am I saying is it phi or phi? The fi. I think it's phi. Okay, phi phi full. I would say retire early, but I've heard phi. <laughs> phi. So for those that don't know what we're talking about, it's like uh, financial independence is the yeah. F-I or FI, and then the retire early is the R-E. So then it's, you put it all together, it's fire. So there's a fire movement. Yeah. Yes, and Anita is a blogger in the fire space. Um, but there are downsides to early retirement that I found out about, and you blogged about. When you retired, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing that, that I hit um, when I t tried to not work, 
and stay home was that, you know, I was just alone a lot. So, you know, yeah. some of that old creepy. I mean, you were married too. So. Right. Well, my wife was working a full-time job. When I was, yeah. when I was not working, she was working a full-time job. And then, so it okay. was, it was a party when I was making all of that free money from the government. Cause I would, you know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any guilt that I wasn't making money. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, there was yeah, still absolutely. there was still a paycheck with my name on it hitting the checking account. Every you felt like you earned it because yes. you know, it was it's your money. So those three years I was just gleefully fun. It was just yee, I'm in school, <laughs> you know. But then when it was done, then I felt like required to go at least make some a little bit of money. Right? Yeah. And then during that it's time, it's fun to make money, right? It is hilariously fun to make money. Yes. Especially when it's not required. <laughs> so I did, a, I did a bunch of, uh, temp jobs and I drive for, I drove for Lyft. I did massage for oh, a okay. while. Yeah. You know, anything that I could do that would be quote unquote easy to me, <laughs> you know, really easy, like low hours, you know. Just sort of like getting out of the house and being around people and helping. Yeah. yeah, those kind of things. Okay. But I was still really lonely, you know, that isolation stuff. Because there was always gaps of non-employment. And then, you know, uh, I actually went and got unemployment. And that's like the worst feeling ever. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're going to the principal's office and you're getting in line with all the other people that are in trouble. Saying, I can't find a job. I want money. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I would rather just not have the money. Uh, you know, I don't want to do it again. But what were some of the downsides of early retirement for you? You know, I think we we, we briefly touched about it. It's like sometimes I think if I died, it would take a while to be able to notice. You know, Say that again. If you died, it would I, take a while. If, yes, for people to notice. Oh, because right, 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 right. Okay, I get it. So it's like I don't really feel like I have a place in the system, if that makes sense. Totally. So like when, yes. Like one of the first questions that people ask you is what do, what you, do? you do? Right. And that's kind of how they judge you in your mind. And right. I don't really do anything. I, you know, I work out, I meditate, I read, I write, you know, what I do is my hobbies. And I, I think people kind of look down on you a little bit. What do you say that? Like when right. I said I was a corporate lawyer, when I was a corporate lawyer, like, the looks people got were kind of like respect. Whereas now I think people think I'm lazy and you know, maybe I am lazy, but fine with me. I'm much happier now. I just know that how your view changes dramatically when you retire early. Yes. How people view you. Yeah. I I went through that sort of feeling while I was still active duty air force because my wife and I, we found ourselves the age of empty nesters and we never had kids. <laughs> so we were sort of like inappropriately young and hanging out with people way older than us by mistake, okay. just because of, so we're making plans to do X, Y, Z when we're staying in England. And because of our sort of like makeup as a couple with no kids, we landed in the places where old retirees were <laughs> if that uh, made, yeah. not even on purpose you know it's just like oh that that place looks really cheap and it's open off season you know it's like who else is going to be there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so that kept reoccurring where my wife and i were going through this why are we hanging out with old people all the time <laughs> <laughs> 
I went on two cruises last year, and there was not a person that was under like sixty on any of them. Right? Okay, so you went feel very young. (laughs) You went through that too. Okay, good. (laughs) It's the same sort of feeling you get when you uh, have too many consecutive days with no alarm clock, basically. That's that's my favorite part of the day, though. Like sometimes I will set my alarm clock just to like be like, ah, I don't have to get up and then go to sleep. (laughs) Honestly, it's such a fun feeling. That's great. It's a great way to start the day. It's like I can do whatever I want and I'm going to sleep some more. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. That is the best. What I would say was that I think I'm looking forward to it as long as my wife is with me because I suffered a lot. As long as your wife is what? With, With me. So if we're oh, your wife both, is with you. right, if no, right now she's not working. So the plan is for me to not work in about four years from now. So very reasonable. Yeah. So if we're both not working at the same time, then it's sort of just like every day is a weekend kind of wake up. Yeah. And I already know how to Days do that. Days of the week mean nothing. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. So when you do it and the other person is going to work and you're the one staying home alone, not so good. <laughs> From my experience. you about that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I just really, I would go to lunch with a friend like once a week. <laughs> yeah. And I, and it was just like, I was a puppy, you know, I was like, oh, people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I totally get it. Like you have one errand to do and you're like, that's my activity for the day. And I'm so proud of myself that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you also, are you still doing that part-time job that you were talking about? That's like a writing gig. Yeah, I call it a part-time job. It just, it kind of keeps myself accountable. Like I try to write 20 hours a week. So I have just a way to keep track. I'm like, I check in with my boss who is me and I just, you know. Okay. So it's a pretend, it's a pretend (laughs) part-time job. I understand. It's a pretend part-time job. (laughs) That's great. I love it. It's a little silly, but it works for me. I mean, I just, I was so worried when I retired that I was just going to sit on my couch and smoke weed. So I need to have all these lists of things that I'm doing and like, I have to have plans and because it just it would be way too easy to like watch your life drift by if you didn't, in my opinion. <laughs> and you'd start working on your keg if you were me. <laughs> yeah. The first the first year of my retirement, I ballooned because it was just like every oh day, my goodness every day was a party. I was like, hey, I have a job. <laughs> let's have. Let's. I actually read that the opposite is true. That like the first couple of years after retirement, you're like, oh, let's get in shape because you have so much time, you know. So it's yeah, like, no. You thought it was a party. I like no, that. Not me. It was just like, hey, cheeseburger, <laughs> beer. <laughs> you're a big fan of the cheeseburgers, I see. Uh, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> you can get a vegan cheeseburger. It's all good. Yeah, it's true. The Impossible Burger is pretty good. Okay, well, we we, yeah. we could BS forever. I know we could. We should hang out. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come hang out on my show anytime you want. It, we'll, we'll have a good time. <laughs> you can co-host. Sounds good. All right. So say your URL and and how people can best get in touch with uh, Anita Dake. Yeah, uh, my blog is thepowerofthrift.com. You can email at me at thepowerofthrift at gmail. 
Um, I'm not really on the social medias very often, so yeah. I'd say those the two main ways. They're bad for your brain. Good. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible for you, honestly, and I feel much happier when I'm not on it. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and you're an amazing writer, so don't quit, please. It's, oh, thank you. You're, really yeah. nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can tell when somebody enjoys writing because you engage with all your commenters, which, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have very many comments, so it's pretty easy to engage. <laughs> you do. You have the, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's like through the roof, but it's, you know, you can tell people are reading, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's always flattering and it's, it's like i love doing it so no complaints yeah, on my end right and i can tell you're like this spreadsheet nerd and you just love to spend <laughs> yeah. time with like lists and blogging and like just keeping yourself all straight and organized and you would drive exactly, me nuts yeah. so i, I know <laughs> we can be friends from afar but it, that's about as far as it would go because i'd be like oh you're doing that list thing again i'm gonna go this way <laughs> But that's, that's, that's why I think I need someone like you in my life because I think I'm too rigid sometimes and it'd be really good to see how other people live and how, how else to do it. You Everybody know? is them, right? I'm just saying I couldn't, I couldn't live in your brain. <laughs> 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 Far too many lists and rules. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this has been a blast, Anita. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Yeah, for about thank an you hour. so much. All right. You have a good one. Thanks. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.